Welcome back to Alyssa Explains It All. I am joining you today from the third week of my not being home, which if you have been a fan of me or listened to any of the show, I'm sure you've heard me say at least a million times that I'm a big homebody. So currently I am in New Jersey at the Jersey Shore and I'm with my family. We're having a really nice time. I'm I'm a little tired though. I'm really, really looking forward to going to sleep in my own bed. That's going to be a very exciting thing that I do um, at some point this weekend. But before I came to the Jersey Shore, I was in Scotland. John and I were in Edinburgh for two whole weeks, and we were there because um, he got to perform at the Fringe Festival. The Fringe Festival is something that happens all over the world. Like they even do some in the US, but the Edinburgh Fringe Festival is kind of like the Mama Llama. That's the big one. And so he prepared this really fun, like hour long set. And um, it was all stories about his dad. So the set was really great and we had such a good time. He did like a nine or 10 day run. And then there was like tech days and stuff like that. So we were there for a full two weeks. And it was a long time, but we had a lot of fun. One of the cool things that happened while we were there was on the very first night of his show, like his actual show, I think we flew there and there was like two tech days that we had to do. Well, actually, no, sorry, a tech day and a press day that he had to do. And then on the third day we were there, he had his first performance. So we didn't realize the whole method of the way that people market fringe and and their performance is really involved and um john did not realize that um i certainly didn't either and so we got there and people had been advertising for like months that they were doing their fringe performances and trying to sell tickets and whatever and then people had all of these flyers printed and so when you go to the fringe you go like walk through the city of Edinburgh during that period of time, you are, we were coming home with stacks of flyers every single day. And it genuinely was how we would pick what shows we were going to see. So we, we got there and we were really nervous because we were like, oh shit, we didn't do any of that. And so we were really underprepared in that way. So anyway, so we get to the first day and John's so nervous. He's like, I don't think anyone's going to come. And I'm so nervous that I don't feel like, like I sold enough tickets or whatever. I don't even remember because you can buy tickets in advance and you can buy tickets at the door. We didn't realize until, until we got there, most people are buying tickets when they get there or very, very close to when they show up because you're just like trying to fit as many shows as you can in a day while also going like all over the, the city of Edinburgh. And so it's just easier to do things a little bit, you know, on the fly. So he walked into his room, started getting himself set up and he's freaking out. He's so nervous. I'm nervous too, because I'm like, oh God, like I really hope people come and they hold everybody at the door until until it's like right at showtime and they let everyone up. So we're waiting there. We're waiting there. We're like, God, we hope people are coming in. They start letting people in and there were actually people coming on the very first night, which was so exciting and such a relief. And then I just see his mom poke her head into the door and just wave at me. And I was like, what the hell? And then his dad also pops his head into the door and waves at me. And I was like, 
oh my god and i was shaking freaking out because i had no idea they were going to be there and it was just so nice to see them i knew john was going to freak out and john was like pacing outside somewhere and getting stuff together and freaking out and whatever he comes back into the room and he walked right behind his parents and like behind them and then around them if that makes sense i'm not really doing a good job of painting the picture for you and he told me that in that moment he was like wow that that woman kind of looks like my mom and it just didn't occur to him at all that it was was them. So he it took him like a couple of seconds. Then he turned around and he was like, oh, my God, and realized that his parents had showed up. So that was really huge and really exciting. It was just like so it was so special for him and also for me to see them both there supporting him. So that was very cool. One of the other funny things that happened that really drives home the point that we had no idea that they were going to come is uh, the night before that one, I think we went to this restaurant called Kylo and it's a really nice, uh, like steakhouse. They had, they had other stuff as well, but primarily a steakhouse and John's uncle bought us a gift certificate to go. He was like, this is my favorite restaurant in Edinburgh and you guys have to go. So he sent us a gift gift card, which was really, really nice. So we decided we're going to go on, on that day. And we get there and the maitre d', like, or whoever the host, whoever is sitting us, seating us, um, we checked in with him and he was like, oh, you're the other John Franklin. That's so weird. There's another John Franklin in this restaurant right now. And John was like, oh, really? And he said, yeah. And, and you guys are both from the U.S. And I thought it was the same person, like, accidentally booking twice, but your phone numbers were different. And he was like, oh, and I was like, oh, that's so weird. But at the same time, like John Franklin is a relatively common name. And an important detail of this is John's dad is also John Franklin. We heard that and we were like, that's weird and <laughs> moved on. And then later the guy comes back to our table and he was like, you will not believe this. The couple or the, the guy who's here with his wife, the other John Franklin, his son is also performing at the Fringe Festival. And we were like, that is so crazy. I wonder if we could find who this person is, like who this other John Franklin's son is. And that like genuinely, that's how much we just had no inkling that they would ever show up. And so then I think he came back like a third time. And uh, I think he had realized that he was potentially letting on that they were there. And he said something like, there's actually three John Franklins in this restaurant at this very moment. And we were like, okay what actually what was happening in in real time was john and i were walking into the restaurant and uh his dad saw me walk past the window and he was like no fucking way so he started freaking out and he had the maitre d move them to like a completely different part of the restaurant he let them know that like my son is coming he doesn't know we're here we're surprising him whatever and uh they moved them to a different part of the restaurant and they faced John and I towards the door. So we weren't facing like the rest of the people who are inside the restaurant. And we were like, this is a weird place to seat us, but okay. At some point, John's parents had to leave the restaurant and we were still there eating. I think we were maybe like getting a check or something. And he, the guy literally created a diversion with all of the wait staff to distract us from his parents leaving the restaurant. Like it was a whole a whole to do. It was very funny. Um, but yeah, so it was, it was really fun. I'm so glad they came. We got to do some really cool stuff with them. Like we got to go on a tour of the castle and we went to some really cool dinners and just like having them there while John is having this really special moment was, 
was very, very cool. And it was also just nice for me to have like extra people there that I know and love. So that was very fun. We also, we also made like a lot of friends because it's big theater kid energy in at Fringe. There's a lot more camaraderie than I was expecting. Like I really was thinking that people would be a little bit more competitive, but honestly, some of the people that we made friends with the most were people who had the same exact time slot as us. So like technically we're competitors and we just had the best time with them because we just, you know, I don't know. There was no, there was no real competition being felt at that time, which was very cool. Um, so, so yes, we made a lot of really wonderful friends and we got to see a lot of really cool shows. One of the ones that sticks out to me, I mean, there were a few that were, that were related to the journey of, that most women take in terms of like finding ways to validate themselves versus external validation, particularly from men and that kind of stuff. And so there was a show called Abby's Box that was that was great and did exactly that. <laughs> Our new friend, Anna, her name is literally Anna Friend, which is really sweet. She did a great show called I'm Sexy and I Know It. And it was about her journey into coming into her own confidence and stuff like that. And some, you know, some eating issues uh, that she had had. And she finally, at some point, she got married. She had kids. And at some point during the time of her marriage, she had probably not discovered, but embraced that she was bisexual. And so she and her husband are in a polyamorous relationship right now. And Anna has her husband and she also has a girlfriend and she is very much in love with both of them. And it was very cool to see her whole story get played out. And those are the kinds of things that you like the, the, the amount of variety that you see at fringe is really cool. and very encouraging. And so it was very easy for us to meet a lot of amazing people, make a lot of friends. And I actually had a lot of really interesting conversations with the people who are there about sex, sexuality, sex coaching, that kind of thing. And, um, and it was, it was fun because again, like you're, you're in this very open theater kid energy type of space. And so, you know, there are, there are absolutely times where I'll say like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm a sex coach and people are really uncomfortable and they're like, oh, okay. And don't really, that's, they're not interested in having any further conversation with me. That does happen occasionally, but most of the time people are kind of intrigued and fringe was kind of that situation. And I made a lot of friends that are also going to be people that I'm really looking forward to having those types of conversations with and helping them move through some of those more challenging things. So that was really special and very cool too. I'm trying to think of other fun Scotland things that we did. We did a castle tour, which was cool. I think in general, the thing that I love so much about Scotland is it's a really old city, but there's a lot of very new stuff happening all the time. So like you're going to this like really cool trendy restaurant that has like delicious food and, um, and a really fun atmosphere and it's in the same building that was you know a building that was built in like the early you know 1300s or something and and it's beautiful and looks like a castle it's beautiful and you're walking down all these like cobblestone pathways it just feels like you're literally in a fairy tale the other thing is obviously it's in the uk so there are things about their their culture and their society. One of the things that we found really interesting is that because they 
are required to pay their wait staff an appropriate amount of money, not like $3 an hour praying that they get tips. So the people who actually work in these restaurants and stuff are being paid a normal amount of money. So when you tip them, it's on top of, you know, what they're actually getting paid to be to like live. <laughs> and so you don't really need to tip that much there. We always did because it just everyone was so kind to us. And it, it feels weird now to not leave a tip. But it is interesting that like, we didn't have to do that. I thought about that all the time. I was like, that's so strange. Um, and just in general, the people that we came across were so happy, so much happier than anyone that I would come across in New York City, for sure. And uh, just like, very pleasant, pleasant people everywhere that we went. And that was very cool too. So I just, I love the city of Edinburgh. It also has like spooky witchy vibes. There are a lot of like um, occult stores. So you can get like tarot cards and candles and crystals and stuff like that. And that was very fun. We also went to uh, the cemetery, which while we were walking around, it was Greyfriar, I think is the cemetery. While we were walking around... (laughs) We were walking and and like it's there's a ton of grave sites and most of them are really like quite big and ornate and really beautiful and, and very very old. So we were walking around and at some point John was like, "Oh God, I feel like I am I'm don't want to walk in a, like over a grave site and I, like because there's so many and they're so beautiful but they're also sort of untraditional in the way that they look." So he was like, "I'm so nervous. I'm gonna like step on someone and I feel like that's so disrespectful." And in my head, I was like, "There's something I have to tell you about this cemetery, but I'll tell you it only after we leave." Because what I had to tell him was that uh, I believe during. What was the plague that was in like ni- the early 1900, 19, like the Spanish flu maybe or something? I think that's that was the one. And during one of those one of those really massive plagues, they had built a mass bubonic. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah, not saying bubonic. Okay, so maybe it was the bubonic plague. They had buried, they'd opened up like this really, this is terrible, but they opened a mass grave because they just didn't have room for everybody. And they had done that for so many people who unfortunately passed during this plague that the cemetery is now a hill purely because of the amount of people buried there and apparently it's not uncommon to be walking through there and like accidentally uh trip on like a bone or something that's sticking out of the ground because um there were just so many people unfortunately who passed and were buried in that cemetery so i had to tell him after we left because he would have never in a million years walked through that cemetery with me but anywho there's a lot of like interesting dark history in that town which is interesting for me because i was spooky spooky lady and we're heading into halloween it also was like 66 degrees the whole time we were there was gorgeous i loved it and now i'm in the jersey shore and it's hot as balls um anywho so we had a really great time in scotland i loved it i loved it so much um we ate really good food and like i said made great friends i think john's set will be recorded so you'll be able to watch it um and it also it was a very cool experience for us too, like living with each other in a an extremely small apartment for two weeks and really only doing stuff with each other going about your regular day-to-day life and you go to work and you go see your friends and you come home and whatever that's a very different experience like we were only with each other for two weeks straight living in this tiny studio apartment and we didn't 
fight once. Like, I think we definitely got like annoyed at each other, but we didn't fight once. And that was really cool. Um, and we really had such a nice time with each other. So yeah, I loved it. I love Scotland. And so now I'm in the Jersey shore for a couple of days. We walked down the boardwalk yesterday and we passed the Shore Store, which if you are a fan of the Jersey Shore TV show, you would recognize that as being the place where they worked, like the cast of the show worked. We walked past it and you can get t-shirts printed there. So I saw a t-shirt on the wall that I really wanted to give to my friend Tara. So I, I went and got that. And we saw another one on the wall that just said, I heart porn. And my mom was like, oh my God, you should get that. And I was like, you know what? That's actually really funny. So... I bought the, I got, I asked, I bought a shirt, asked for them to print the I love porn thing on it. And the guy who prints them is this guy named Danny, who was also um, like a part of the show. So if you watch Jersey Shore, you would remember Danny who owns the shore store. He was there and he printed that shirt for me. And, and when I was checking out, he was like, who has this shirt? And I was like, oh, it's me. And he was like, I just, I thought that that's what they said and it just like didn't make any sense. So I was like, well, I can explain. And I explained that I, you know, I'm a sex coach and I work in the sex industry and so, or sex education industry. So yeah, like it was on brand for me. And then we had this whole conversation about sex coaching and what that means and whatever. And he was very, uh, <laughs> he was, he was, he was laughing and was enjoying this description of my job very much. That was kind of fun. I'm like all over the place because I, I all these stories are popping up into my head. But if you are a Circle fan, while we were in the UK and we were doing all the fringe stuff, we also saw Tom from season five. He is also a stand-up comedian. So we watched him do his performance and he came and saw John as well. And he, first of all, is so lovely. He's so kind. And um, he looks great. He's actually a year sober, I think. And he's so, um, like, he has so much energy. He's so, like, bright and shiny. He looks great. So I'm very happy for him. And after we left his show, there were these two girls who came up to John because they recognized him from the show. And they were talking to him about uh, how he was doing his show, how they loved the circle, blah, 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 which is great and fine and then and then one of them said oh and you had that conversation with the girl about like your mom's sex life and he was like oh yeah that was Alyssa and like points to me and he was like it's this is her it was her and they looked at me and they were like oh and then um they proceeded to be just extremely rude one of them looked at me and said you look so different than I thought you would. And I was like, well, that's weird because it was video. Like it wasn't like, it was like, I understand that people on Instagram look different than they do in person. And sometimes that's editing and sometimes it's angles and makeup or whatever. You saw me on that TV show without makeup, all angles. Like it was not edited in that way. Like, you know, so that was kind of weird. And then <laughs> later she asked me if I was still a sex worker, which, which if you call, if you ask someone, if they're a sex worker, you're asking if they are like performing sex acts, which I don't have any, any issue with literally at all, but it felt a little bit pointed. Like it felt like she was trying to like 
take a dig at me, which it's not a dig, but it was clearly intended to be one, which the intention was very rude. And then they went on and on about how they were going to come and see John's show. It was like 30 minutes after we saw Tom's. They're like, yeah, we're just going to go like grab a drink and then we're going to come to your show. And then they freaking never showed up. So I was like, you were so rude to, to me. And was, you know, it was just really bizarre. And I did not like those girls from Missouri. And I thought about them a lot. I was like, I hope you stub your toe on every corner that you see. I hope you wear heels and the cobblestones of, of Edinburgh break every heel that you own. So rude. I hated it. Producer Matt says they were trying to steal your man. Genuinely, I think that they were trying to flirt with him and then they were upset that I was there. Um, but you know what? They can absolutely buzz off. They sucked. We met a lot of other wonderful people who were also fans of the show. Um, one of which, Tamara, she... I can't remember if she lived in the UK somewhere, but she was so sweet, so lovely. She came with a couple of her friends and afterwards she came up, up to us at the sh after John's show. And she said that the circle was a show that she watched that helped her get through, I believe it was her dissertation or like some part of her master's degree. Um, and so she watched it like over and over again because it was like a comfort show for her. And like that was, I literally have chills thinking about it because it was just the nicest, nicest thing. Stories like that are really cool. Um, and so that made up for all of the, any, any of the weird stuff that happened in the meantime. There was something else I was going to say about being in Jersey. And I just keep like going back and forth between Scotland and Jersey. I don't know. I mostly, I'm, I'm having a really nice time. I'm so happy that I actually... I'm lucky enough to take vacations. Like that's huge. And I'm very grateful for that. I am so fucking excited to be in my own bed. I want to put all of my clothes in my closet and just look at them there. Be like, wow, look at this. Not in a bag. And also take all of my, like, this is why I unpack the second I get home from trips because I need to see all of my things in their, in their rightful place. I can't wait to like take a shower in my own shower. The day that I go home, I can take a shower in my own shower at nighttime and then just like crawl into my own bed and just like hang out with my dogs with all of the lights off, with all my candles lit and just read. I literally am emotional. I feel like I could cry thinking about it. I'm so excited. And I have a couple of days of fun stuff before then. Um, and in the meantime, I will just be dragging my tired ass from one wonderful event to another. Um, and uh, and yeah, I, there's just nothing better than being home. And also by the time I get home, it'll be technically the end of August, which means it's essentially September, which means it's fall. So I'm really looking forward to that because I'm going to take a couple of days to just like get my life together. And then I'm going to take all of my Halloween decorations down and we are beginning. The process has begun. I'm so excited. I will be watching all of the best Halloween and fall related movies whilst I decorate my house. I've decided that I have too many decorations to decorate only my room and it's going to end up extending through the rest of my home. I have some really nice ideas. So I'm really looking forward to that. I can't wait to just like, I'm so over the summertime. It's just not, it's not my favorite. Me and producer Matt talk about this all the time. It's not my thing. I'm happy for those who love it. And this is their time to thrive. John is very much like that. He'll walk outside and he'll be like, it is a swampy 95 degrees with a hundred percent humidity. It's a beautiful day out here, folks. I'm like, what the hell are you? I can't relate to that at all. My hair is 
it has a halo of frizz around it and that's not going away until until September probably. So um, I'm very looking forward to that being over. I want to go apple picking. I want to eat Thanksgiving foods. I want to hibernate and put on five pounds. I want to wear sweaters. If anyone has suggestions also of fall themed candles that I should be purchasing, um, please let me know because I feel like I need to buy them immediately. My favorite candle brand is Mythology Candles, and they have not released their fall stuff yet, which is shocking to me because they're usually very ahead of the game. So I need to I need to locate a fall candle that I can burn in the meantime. I don't like anything that's like too sweet. I usually like like a spicy situation. So if that if that feels like that aligns for any of you and the, the candles that you like, please let me know. I would love to know what you're what you're sniffing all fall long. I think I think that's gonna be it for today. It's a short one today. Um, we're getting towards the end of the summer. I feel like a lot of people are doing all of their vacations and stuff. And so um, I hope that you're listening to this from a really relaxing place, maybe a beach if that's relaxing for you, or um, in a cozy bed at nighttime with only candles lit and a wonderfully smelling delicious candle that that would be most comforting for me <laughs> and relaxing for me. Um, but I hope that, that this has been a nice little chat, little catch up. Um, I'm very grateful for everyone who has been so fun while I've been away and interacting with all the places we've been. And it's, it's been great to have just a community of people that are interested in where I'm, where I am and what I'm doing. And <sighs> I'm just very thankful for all of you. So I hope that you all are enjoying the last couple of weeks of summer before we jump into what is really my Super Bowl, which is the fall. And yeah, thank you for listening. I love you guys. And I will talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening. As a reminder, we are always accepting questions about sex ed, about relationships, life advice. We will accept it all. We would love to hear from you. So send us an email to Alyssa Explains It All Pod at gmail.com. <laughs>